This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, Bradley, it was literally last Thursday, no, a week ago Thursday, that you left. To go on your trip. Yep. And Holly and I sat in the prep room in the balance, wondering <laughs> what the heck was going to happen with the queen and what that meant for how our show was going to go. Yeah, which, you guys like broke the news. That's what we do here. Breaking news. You know, breaking news. Breaking the news. Breaking the news. I will say uh, throughout our 10 years of history here on the Colleen and Bradley show... Ten years, right? It was this yep, year. Ten plus. Oh God! Um, our te- throughout our ten years, we have frequently—I don't know—for some reason, like m- breaking pop culture news happens seems to happen, and actually breaking it the world news because I'm not even going to mention the things that have happened during our show. I can't even uh, that don't uh, deal with things we talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is this is not uncommon. So when I saw that uh, Her Majesty passed away, I was like, or that she was very likely on. Um, uh, the steps of a new transition, mm. shall we? Well say? said. That was beautiful. Uh, I was like, "Wow, you guys are going to have something to talk about." It was. Today. It was a moment. So, just to pull the curtain all the way back, because again, you're not here, Bradley, and I will. I will say you were very missed. Um, because right out of the gate, I said, "Boy, I really do wish Bradley were here," because. You really are the most invested, I think, of the three of us in in the royal kind of lineage and culture, etc. Um, anywho, what happened was the way that the day unfolded. I don't know. I don't remember. I think you got on a flight later in the day, right? Or like yeah, afternoon. Afternoon. So in the morning, the 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 narrative was she's resting. But and doctors are observing well, and like the the kids were headed to the to Balmoral, which, and yeah, it's that's not a good sign. It all started to sort of unfold that way. And Holly and I, and I'll just be really, I'll be just brutally honest as we were sitting in our prep area getting ready for the show about in the 10 o'clock hour. Um, our thought was she's probably gone, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're waiting for the family to get there. And be briefed and be ready yeah. before they're going to announce it to everybody. And there were all these little signs, Bradley. Like one of them was the BBC's um, like header turned black. Yeah. So it wasn't red. This is before they announced it. Yeah. All of the BBC reporters had changed into black suits. Mm. We were watching, you know, how how swiftly the family was coming in through the gates of uh, Balmoral, it was like they literally opened up the gates and they cruised in like so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just all these little things. Oh, there was a, a note passed to the prime minister. Second day on the job, no big deal. Yeah. Right? That then we later learned when we kind of read through that Project London, not Project, um, Operation London Bridge, which was the literal operation that they put together. Yep. Yeah. To explain the plan or in the works for years, years, like a decade or more uh, since before we went on the air. Mm -hmm. Um, 
with just the step by step how this is going to go, how people are going to be notified, how the public is going to get notified, and then what happens in the 10 days of mourning following that. Yeah. So Holly and I kind of thought, well, this is probably what's going to happen. And it sure enough was right in the middle of our blind item segment or dirt alert. Maybe I can't it, remember. It was blind items. We were halfway through the segment. Yep. And I had, uh, I had the BBC up and Grant was sitting next to me and out of the corner of my eye, I could also see up on the, just something changed about the tone and tenor of the, the reporting and, and Grant spotted it right off the bat. And then, and then it was just from there. Yeah. And then you, I'm sure spent the rest of the show talking about it. Uh, Yep, and then the rest of the week. Well, yeah, because it's been, mm-hmm. you know, 10 days of mourning, right? Yes. So how, what was it like for you? Like, because I found myself unexpectedly moved in ways I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. You know, we knew she was going to go at some point. This was not, you know. I mean, it kind of happens to all of us. I, it does. It's like the one thing we all have in common. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will say when when the first of all, you're not surprised, but you're surprised like, whoa. And I'm sure this, you know, this is multiplied by every single person who um, has had a response to this moment, least among them, most among them, her family. Like you whenever you lose someone, right, even when they are at an advanced age, you don't you still don't actually know how you're going to feel when it happens and so then when it does i'm sure you have all all sorts of emotions so i like myself in a microcosm a a teeny tiny version of that found myself being like sad but also like wow let's reflect and then taking time to reflect on like what this person is but then also being like conflicted about what it is that i feel and i watched that happen sort of unfold on social media because my only connection through that first day really was social media. Like when I was on the plane, I kind of just watched uh, Twitter sort of, mm-hmm. you know, be a news ticker to tell us like all of the things you know, as the family went, as they announced that she had passed, as they announced what they were going to be doing going forward, how the nation would mourn, all of those things. I start sort of found myself thinking like, wow, what do I feel about this? And, you know, frankly, in a weird way, I felt like per, like it was personal, like yeah. I had a personal connection to this person. But then I was like, that's weird because I don't. What does that mean? Right. So I'm having that thought in my head. But then also I watched a lot of people on social media sort of like do the thing where they sort of, you know, have to exercise their displeasure in the monarchy which i totally get and understand but at the same time it's like that feels weird right because it's also a person yeah but i also understand that like the monarchy is like is like a weird thing that i am not a part of that does not represent me that's not like in fact our country like specifically said no thanks yeah that's like how we got here guys but then like but (laughs) i feel such a personal connection to this person who you know again that i don't have any proximity to but has yet been a presence in my life from the day that i was born and my first tv memory in fact was the royal wedding between charles and diana like that's the first time i remember watching anything on tv and i was like what five years old And so that has always been a story. So I obviously felt that personal connection and that loss. Um, And for the, you know, for me, again, it was that first day or so where I was sort of plugged in. And then, you know, vacation took over. So uh, I didn't really sort of dip back into the story uh, 
until yesterday when I was coming home and then started to pick up the coverage again and then watched Mm -hmm. the uh, coverage this morning uh, following the funeral of her trip back to Windsor. And and it it really is just, there is so much, but at the same time, I'm struck by how one person who has like, done something for the last 70 years that is a that to me is just such an amazing thing Mm -hmm. and then her connection to countless people around the world who had no connection to her but yet did right like that to me says something um we were on a tour bus on uh the big island and the tour guide talked about like a personal connection he had to the queen. And I'm like, I'm on a tour bus. I'm in Hawaii. And this guy is sharing like a personal right. story that he related back to the, you know, death of, of Queen Elizabeth. Like that just tells you that something, something momentous, something historic, something truly unique uh, has happened. Yeah. How wide and, and uh, far her impact stretched. I mean, we, when we were talking about it on the day of her death, we talked about how this is not just national news. This is the the world has their eye on this story right now because she was kind of everybody there is, had there a is relationship no, with her. Like in terms of just a constant presence in the world, there has been no longer constant presence in the world as a symbol, mm-hmm. right? Whatever you think of that symbol, like it can be a symbol for, you know, um, symbol for gratitude. It can be a symbol for um, anger. It can be a symbol for, you know, evil or good, whatever it is. It was a constant, her presence, her um, her existence was a constant, like no other constant, I think, that we've had sort of in the modern world yeah. for all most of us alive. Yeah. And so I think you just have to reckon with that and that, that you, I think it's okay, despite what you think to just acknowledge mm-hmm. that, you know, momentous transformation that I have so many questions though, about what's going to happen, you know, well, I think, going forward. And I think that's actually part of what, people were paying attention to right even the like ain't nobody excited right. about charles can we be clear I mean, the most excited person well i don't want to say excited because he lost his mother yeah but the only person more excited about the third carolinian era would probably be prince charles and, and perhaps camilla because just like on a petty note like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have good feelings about prince charles in a way that they had about his mother uh, new. So that begs a lot of questions well, about the future, not only of the yeah. monarchy, but of the sort of pop culture uh, space that the monarchy has has held thus far. I think people are definitely settling into this as a period of transition yeah. uh, and not really excited about being in this liminal space and, between two admired people, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the next in line is William. Yeah. You were going to say something. No, I just, I, I very much wonder if the monarchy persists after, uh, you know, the death of Queen Elizabeth. Because mm-hmm. despite what you think about the monarchy, I think a lot of people, perhaps not fans of the monarchy or outright opposed to the monarchy, were still able to hold some positive feeling for and or emotion and or appreciation or at the least respect for Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's maybe disintegrated. Perhaps. When we-
we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I do want to hear, Bradley, I know that you had uh, some other experiences it's on your true. vacation. Oh and God, I want to hear tell a little you, bit about it. I want to tell you about a new fruit I found. I'm so excited for you. I discovered a new fruit in Hawaii. I, didn't, I thought that all the fruits were known, but I, apparently true. there is a different one you had not yet experienced. We're going to hear about that and much more after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, we're so glad to have Bradley back in his spot right where he belongs. Although uh, I'm sure that uh, it was a lot more beautiful in Hawaii than maybe looking at the walls of this familiar room. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Even the room that smelled like bar. Okay, what? I'm going to start on a low note and then we're going to end on a high note. So I have to tell you, for those of you who don't know, I was on a cruise. Surprise! I know. It's my favorite place. I didn't even know you liked cruises. Even one that smells like barf. It did. So um, we went on an eight-day Hawaiian cruise. We flew into Honolulu, spent the night next day or the day after. I don't know. Got on a boat. uh, The pride of America. Although. Was it? I wasn't so proud (laughs) of that moment. It was an amazing ship. An amazing trip on a ship that had a, a bar that kind of smelled like barf. I mean, of all the places, uh, that kind of makes sense. We right? walked on this ship, and it, and it's the only cruise ship, by the way, uh, that goes around the Hawaiian Islands that does it all from start to finish there. Mm. And when we got on... So if you're going to do that, you have to take this ship. Yeah, you literally have no options. And I will say, like, it was an amazing trip, and the ship mostly was, you know, delightful. Everything you'd expect from a cruise ship. But there was this one spot on the ship that every time I walked through, it smelled like barf. And I was like, hey, guys. Anybody else? Like, I I wait. Like, I literally was like, I'm curious if anybody else is going to, like... Because as you walked through this one bar on the ship... It smelled like barf. Did you have to walk through there to get other yes. places? Okay, that's a bummer. Yes. And so you every could time not avoid I was like, the barf bar. Still smells like barf. The first day I was like, whoa, somebody on the last cruise, the uh, last go around, because it just goes around the Hawaiian yeah. Islands every week, d- week in, week out. Like, like for Groundhog years day. it's been doing. And I'm like, wow, somebody, like we got on, and the first thing we both walked through this one area and we're like, whoa, somebody blew chunks. Now, not uh, not unsurprising, dinosaurs. because that happens on a cruise ship. You see barf bags occasionally yeah. when you're walking around because people get a little seasick. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like this was noticeable, and I was like, "Does everybody?" Like, I looked. We looked around. Like, does anybody else notice what's going on here? It smells like barf. Mm. I I I bleep you not. By the end of that cruise, as we were getting off, I was like, "Yep, still smells like barf in here." I'm curious, like how that persist for an entire i wish i could i mean they, they I really have no answer i but. wish I, but i but i think they might want to start with tearing up the carpet i think it's one of those things it's where in they're the upholstery like, somewhere we're in hawaii I'm gonna barf. oh no oh, i, think I just barf. think i'm gonna barf but wait there's more because that was like right i said that we're gonna start on the low point and on the high point i like you have not been to hawaii no Holly, you have been to Hawaii. Correct. Anybody who's been to Hawaii knows, like, and I had not been to Hawaii. It is literally a whole different. Always like it's amazing, right? And you're like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I've been to amazing places. I was kind of doing that thing where I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's going to be great, but 
the minute you get off the boat for the first time, or in, in our case, we got off the plane and, you know, walked through Honolulu and I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And it just got better from there, literally until the last day when we came around the Nepali coast, which you would recognize, because here's the other thing about Hawaii, for those of you who love pop culture, in addition to just being a fabulous island um, with a rich an amazing history that we don't know anything about because for whatever reason they forgot to tell us about all of the amazing history of Hawaii from a pop culture perspective. Cause that's what we love here on the Colleen and Bradley mm-hmm. show. Like so many of your favorite movies were filmed in Hawaii. Sure. Whether it's Jurassic park Raiders, of the lost Ark, like countless Elvis movies. And yeah. like, you don't even realize how many places you've seen without understanding that it was actually Hawaii. You were looking at when you came around the Nepali coast at the very end, I, I can't describe for you the vastness and the amazingness of that spot on earth. I mean, go, please. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you didn't get to tell us about the new fruit. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did find a new fruit. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Right. We'll do that. And then we'll get to D-bags. Don't worry. You're going to get everything you need out fruit of the Colleen and, and Bradley. bags What else could you want? We'll do it after That's this on my talk. me in high school. So we are going to get to those uh, celebrities behaving badly that we call D-bags. But on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We're trying to be flexible. We're trying to, you know, we're fitting stuff in and Bradley trainer. Sticking it in. Fresh off of a vacation. And uh, Bradley, we want to hear. 50th state. Yes. Uh, We want to hear about the new fruit that you met. I did meet a new fruit on my journey to Hawaii, and uh, this was on the island of Maui. It's called the Crunchberry. uh, I think it's called a Crunchberry tree. Oh, is it like a cereal? Literally. (laughs) No, literally, this fruit tastes like cereal. So we we went... uh, we explored an area that's called the Twin Falls. Good luck. You're you're not going to find anything that particular about this this fruit because I could not find the like actual fruit, but they call it colloquially on the island the Crunchberry. At least that's what our tour guide said as we were uh, traversing our way th- uh, to this place called the Twin Falls on the road to Hana, which a lot of people would know. Um, and she was literally picking fruit off trees. Like we're in the, like we're in essentially a rainforest and she's like, Oh, papaya. Oh, guava. Oh, mango. Oh, banana. Oh, crunchberry. And I was like, crunchberry. It's a tiny little berry, maybe about the size of like, first of all, it was just a big tree and it had this little, maybe the size of like a crab apple and you, you know, pick one off. And it tasted like peanut butter cereal in milk. It was the weirdest thing. I mean, for for me, like eating a fruit to taste something like that, I had never tasted anything like it. And she said, oh, yeah, we call this the Crunchberry. It tastes like cereal and milk. And I'm not bleeping you. It does. And I was like, why do we not have this? Right? Like, why why is this not shipped all over the world? Yeah. And she said, why? Like, a lot of the amazing fresh fruit that they have on the uh, in Hawaii, they they just it doesn't travel well. So you basically pick it and then you got to eat it. So, like, if you live in the islands, you're going to have a great time experiencing Picking and eating. I will tell you I've never well it's not totally true but I've it's the only other place in the world I've had a banana that tasted like an actual banana. 
Well, I okay, so you might not remember this, but you educated me on the banana like a long time ago. That like the bananas we have oh. aren't bananas. You don't remember that? Well, that they're all the same. All the same. Yeah. That's what it was. Like they were parented we by have the same one banana. Genetic banana that everybody eats. Yeah. Unless you live in a tropical location that can have all these other bananas that don't keep well enough to travel to like our far flung corners. Is of the it world. just like banana on steroids? It tastes like I don't want to say banana laffy taffy because that doesn't do it justice, but like it is like the banana so banana banana. And you're like I didn't know bananas actually. Now I understand where like artificial banana flavor comes from. Yeah, because at one at at one point somebody actually tasted a banana that tasted yeah. good before Gosh. Chiquita got her hands on them. But the Crunchberry Man, I hope for you someday to make it to Maui or whatever other islands have the Crunchberry Tree that you can find yourself a bowl of these berries because man, they were good. Out of curiosity, yeah. Were you at all concerned at the just lady passing you? You got to really trust her. I will tell you, we avoided a lot of the fruits she handed us for one simple reason. My partner and I would normally be all in. We carry a hand sanitizer with us everywhere we go. Because, you know, like when you're traveling, you just got to be careful. Right. right? Fresh fruit. Um, For no other reason than you just like you're on a tour with a lot of people, people touching hands. Yeah. Reaching out, touching you, touching, <laughs> touching me. me. <laughs> and so we were careful because we had been on a previous trip and we were at a cocoa, uh, a cocoa farm where they, you know, made uh, chocolate uh-huh. out of cocoa beans. And they all let us taste a cocoa bean and we just passed a pot around. And shortly after that, we had some issues. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so this time <laughs> like, around, we were like, let's be careful. But you couldn't not taste a crunch berry. Well, and I picked yeah. it off the tree myself. If it's new, like you've never had that before. Yeah. You have to have it. Yeah. But did you kind of for one second yeah. were like, are you sure these are, are you yeah. sure that those you are crunch know. berries? But, oh, I trusted this one. She had us jumping, like cliff jumping. I jumped off I 12, saw those videos. a 12 foot uh, cliff, which is nothing. But for me, it was like, you know, like, yeah. am I going to do this? I did it. You did it. Yeah. Oh gosh! Yeah, no. So much fun. We did direct everybody to your Instagram because your vacation pern oh. was um, on point. Thank it you. It was I, gorgeous. I just—it's the thing. Uh, okay, all, all right. right. Okay. <laughs> it's, it was moving. It's, it's the thing I love to do—is to just like try to you know account for what we actually did, and I still haven't processed it. It, it was amazing, and what you don't see in that is all the people that we met. Because a lot of it's sort of like, you know, the mm-hmm. scenery, but the people and the food. Oh, my God, the food, you guys. Yeah, tell me about the even, food. The food? The, I met so many new foods that I had never experienced before. There is something called Which that mochi, in and of itself is like its own miracle. This this mochi nori popcorn. I, it's like, I can't, like, pop, popcorn. If I explain to you popcorn with rice crackers and seaweed, you'd think, hmm, that's interesting. I, It would blow your mind. There was... A dessert called Hypuna, I think I'm saying that right, that is like the best coconut milk pudding experience you've ever had oh. in your life. Kahlua pork. I mean, oh my gosh, I, I just I can't even begin to tell you all the foods. And did they, Lots the, of Japanese food, which, you know, for uh, those of us on this show, we love right. uh, the culture uh, and people of Japan. So much Japanese influence as well. So lots of opportunity to have Japanese food and snacks. The food on the ship. Because, as you said, the ship just kind of like goes around, yeah. goes around. 
Is that, do they serve Hawaiian food on the You know, the sadly, no, there was not a lot of that, which is kind That's of a bummer. like a missed opportunity. I think so, too. I mean, there might have been a few things that I'm not remembering, but mostly no, which which was a, a bummer because you, you do need to spend some time just, we went to a honeybee farm where they, like, they let us taste, like, 10 different kinds of honey that are all from single flowers that the bees go to and i've never tasted honey so amazing in my life i'm not i'm not under or overestimating that wow yeah no it was insane and you could go to they have costco there and you could buy like you know like everybody talks about kona coffee yeah costco had the kona coffee and so you know but you get it at costco prices did you have some scent home or did you just We didn't send it home. We brought it home. Okay. We had the honey sent home. I mean, again, the food, the people, I, I just can't even begin to tell you how amazing. I, it. I underestimated everything about that trip. Wow. Worth every minute. I will say jet lag. really quickly before. Still oh, experiencing, wait a second. Because they're five hours behind. Okay, we do need to talk about the jet lag. I promise you we're going to get to D-bags because we, we still will. have time. It's fine. But I, well, two things. One, I just want the world to know the first picture you sent to us from Hawaii was <laughs> a view from your hotel room. And there was just a McDonald's right there. And it was the most beautiful scenery, but yeah. like McDonald's. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, because we we flew into uh, Honolulu and Waikiki is where we spent the first two nights. And it is like Vegas or Lori calls it Paris in the Pacific. I would maybe liken the, the Waikiki experience. We had to more of a like Vegas uh-huh. on the beach. Because it's got everything, like all of the brands you would expect, but then literally the most amazing beaches like right in front of you. Wow. And the McDonald's, we didn't get a chance to eat there, but they've got spam on the menu. They also have taro pie instead of like the apple pie. Yum. We missed out on a lot of that, but trust me, we ate real good. Yeah. Well, and it's probably a good thing you weren't just rolling through the McDonald's when you've got other options. Yes. Um, Okay. Next, you have to talk about the jet lag because you've got jet lag. I'm still, like you're it's actually in America, as, but you have jet lag. Yeah, no, I'm still like we're still dealing with that. But honestly, going there was the hardest part because you arrive in the afternoon. And for you, you've already been up for like 12 hours. Right. So we had to try to stay up from like three o'clock, I think, until bedtime, which by the end of that first night, we were both like we had jet lag feeding frenzy. Like, mm. you know, when you're super tired and then you're just hungry. Yeah. So we went to dinner and ate like a hundred dollars worth of like food. And I don't even I couldn't even tell you what we ate. We just we just literally were like ordering thing after thing after thing after thing because we were so hungry. Um, but then it took about two days because it's a five hour. It's an eight hour flight. Yeah. Five hour time difference. So, you know, we left early, early in the morning. Right. Yeah. I think we left in the early in the morning, like 7 a.m. ish. Mm-hmm. Got there at about three o'clock ish. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know what time we left, but I know we arrived around three ish that local time. Mm-hmm. And but it already felt like it was midnight. And so oh we were gosh. just like, uh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm just glad to have you back. It's it's good to have you back. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to put all our D-bags, D-bags. In, in one basket. Ooh, stuffed. Yeah, we're stuffing that. Double stuffing D-bags. <laughs> we'll tell you, we got three today after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And um, I don't know about you, but I have a little bit of a feeling. Do you have a little bit of a feeling? Give it away. Mm. What are we giving away, Holly? Oh, it's a new week. 
and we've got a new prize yeah. to, to get you all tingly. And it, hey, Tangles. hey, hey, just might. It's a pair of tickets to Boy Band Christmas yeah. at the Mystic what? Showroom oh, on fun. Wednesday, December twenty first at eight p.m. I don't know, maybe Boy Band dudes Have are your yourself thing. A boy Band Little Christmas. Exactly. So if you want a pair of tickets to Boy Band Christmas at Mystic Showroom on Wednesday, December twenty first at eight p.m. If your schedule's clear and you haven't won anything in the past 30 days, 7th caller, 651-641-1071. Yes, and now let's get to those celebrities behaving badly, we call them. D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ta-da! Who's your D-Bag, brother? Julia Fox. Oof. I mean, we're still talking about this? Well, she has figured out how to get out in front ever since she broke up with Kanye West. Yeah, well, and I, some would argue before when she was actually dating Kanye West, yeah. she became a thing and knew how to get as much attention as possible. And in the, the post-Kanye uh, experience, she continues to do so. Julia Fox this time is talking about why and when and how she broke up with Kanye West. Some, what, how many months since I don't even know. they broke up? Why are we still talking about this? So apparently, um, she's telling us, particularly uh, what the thing that led to her breaking up with Kanye was. And was I'm it like, when I she don't... realized she was dating Kanye West? I mean, actually, yes. In a way. So she said, now the story is Julia Fox says she broke up with Kanye West at the first red flag after realizing he had unresolved issues. Mm. Okay, Julia, honey, I could have told you this. For, uh, well, uh, before going When he in, was married to Kim. Yeah, we all knew this going into this experience. Why did you think this was going to be any different? You know, this again goes back to the beginning of the year. They met at like a New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. Um, they broke up in February-ish. Okay. So it's been almost, what, seven months-ish? I don't know how. I can't do math. But they broke up uh, in February-ish. And in a new interview with the Evening Standard, she briefly addresses why they split. Quote, I was just going day by day. Now, I guess you have to do it in that Julia Fox voice, which is like even more uh, Kim Kardashian than Kim Kardashian. I was going, I was just going day by day and seeing where it went. And it was just like, he still wants to hang out uh, with me today. Let's do it. And then real life set in and the lifestyle wasn't sustainable. And she goes on to say, and then uh, as real life set in, quote, I couldn't fly away once a week and I tapped out at the first sign of a red flag. I don't know what the red flag is, but again, like who didn't know who Kanye West was before waking up on that particular morning, right? So to think that like, but you can also see because Julia Fox seems like that person She's kind of like the stereotype of like a 20 something who like thinks they've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that would be all of us when right. we were 20 something. Sure, I totally, right? yeah, I knew so much more then. Like you're just like, you don't know, but I totally know. And you're like, well, actually, I know too because math. Right. I've been around as long as you have and actually longer. And I too was once your age. Yeah. Um, so you do wonder though, what was the actual red flag? Because she doesn't say other than he wanted her to fly once a week. And I, by the way, I, I think I'd be fine with sure. that. I Flying guess, once a week. Sure. I just would like to congratulate Julia Fox on her own, um, retelling of the story. Meaning it's, I think it's easy in retrospect to be able to 
reverse engineer a story that makes it look like you were like deuces. Yeah, like I was out at the first sign of an issue. But honey, honey no, we, you weren't. we watched all we of saw this. the issue. Like, for example, when he invited you back to the hotel room and had it completely fitted out for a fashion right. show. Uh, who does that on their first date? Yeah. Nobody's. You show up on your first date and you go back to their hotel room. If anything, you're thinking a little hanky panky, a little, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but fa- not fashion show. Not like put on these dresses <laughs> and do a fashion shoot. Um, okay. I've heard of kinky stuff before. She does also say it just seems like he had a lot to work on. And I, now this is this again. I think I know what she thinks she's trying to say and, you know, whatever. Let's appreciate the humanity. But just listen to the words. It just seems like he had a lot to work on. Again, Julia Fox talking about Kanye. And I just don't have time for it or energy. I don't have the bandwidth or emotional capacity for it. I'm proud of myself for that. (laughs) So to me, it's like, I think she's saying like, I am proud of myself for seeing that he had a lot of drama and I don't want to have drama but i'm like actually you could have seen that coming from a mile away and also like if you actually cared about someone which you don't know yet because you haven't gotten involved you may actually have emotional capacity or bandwidth for it right so i know that you want to just pat yourself on the back but i don't feel like you earned that opportunity per se because anybody else would have said girl it's kanye right we knew who he is She's so precious. Yeah. She's just so precious. She's very precious. Uh, Who's okay. your tea bag? I'm just, you know what? I'm just, I have two, but I'm just going to give you one because this one's fun. We can all play at this game. I'm going to read you the headline from the Daily Mail, who is my D bag. And it's going to be you get to play the game. Oh, tell, fun. tell me why they're a D bag. Okay? Who and why is the D bag? Okay. Daily Mail is the D bag for this headline. Britney Spears dons a green string bikini as she pulls a Jessica Simpson by wearing big sunglasses while sailing in Maui with husband Sam Asghari. Oh my God! Number one, she's in Maui right now. Bradley, tell me this. I just found out. When did the story get published? I think that she can always be in. Yeah, today. Okay. I feel like she is always in Hawaii, so maybe you guys cross paths. It's possible. Okay. I wonder if she's had the crunch berry. Something tells me. She's got people that bring her the crunch berries. Maybe. Britney Spears dons a green string bikini as she pulls a Jessica Simpson. Anybody want to call that out? It's just another blonde woman with a body in a swimsuit. Uh, This is why the Daily Mail is my D bag. It's like, like, no, Britney Spears is just being a, a lady in Hawaii. A lady wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Wow. But suddenly, because they're both blonde, they're both pop stars from the 90s. Clearly, she's she's trying to make, like, trying to imitate. She looks like me because I, too, have one of those bamboo straw hats Mm -hmm. that I wear to keep uh, the sun off my face. And And I wear sunglasses. And a green bikini. I was not wearing a bikini. Where's your Daily Mail article? Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Sam also wearing the hat that she was wearing. So it's technically not even her hat. It was his hat. He's wearing, like, one of those two-piece things. Is that shorts and a shirt? Uh, or is that like a onesie? Or is that just a really large I don't know. shirt? Like a granimal? I don't oh, know. She is off the coast. I wonder if she went to Molokini Crater. That's where I went. That was amazing. What if, what if seriously, actually, what if her trip is just following the steps of Bradley Trainer? <laughs> she too. Well, I, I'm. it's it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Oh, he does look to be on a 
like sailboat though because he's pulling look he's trying to look all yeah. hot and they're heavy. definitely on some sort of like yacht yeah. experience I, mean, I think they're having a different trip than we had yeah. uh, they were not going back to the the barf bar no they don't have a barf oh. bar <laughs> but but it looks oh man plus you could just jump in the water and see everything well, see, that's the thing. Oh, it's amazing that we don't have here. <laughs> we don't, especially in no. Minnesota. If you jump in the water here and you can see things, you're in a pool. Yeah, you're exactly. Not, you're not in. A lake. It's been treated. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, I just thought now, that's really, dumb. L- really quickly, uh, let me just because we mentioned Britney Spears. Yeah. I just want to give you like the very quick cliff's notes of what happened with her while you were gone. Yep. Because Holly and I had a couple conversations about how it's just like we're past the point of uncomfortable with her. She did another series of those voice posts and then very quickly took those down and then shut her entire Instagram down. And then like an hour later, it was back up and running. Okay, So we're on that journey with the whole situation. She's just being very... Well, then there was the whole Christina Aguilera thing. What happened so with she, Christina Aguilera? She posted something basically about like the best way to look skinny is to just like hang out with fat people. <gasps> yeah, she used a Rodney what? It was Which is a Rodney Dangerfield joke. quote. Yeah. But then in the caption, she was like, what if I could have picked my own dancers, my own this, that, and the other thing? I mean, Christina Aguilera looked great. I know. Bradley, his jaw's on the floor. And so then Christina Aguilera... <laughs> unfollowed her and then she tried to uh, like Ooh, it was a lot of explaining. it wasn't oh, really a ju- it wasn't really an apology it Why was just sort of like his names in your mouth it was awkward girl and 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 even worse christy Aguilera, even though they'd had like a feud i don't know i'm putting that in loose quotes because i don't know how feudy they actually got christina aguilera was super supportive of her during the free britney movement also, not to drop another quick bomb on you, but uh, Wendy Williams is in a wellness uh, oh, program now. Oh, God. Well, but that's they're a, not, probably a good thing. They're not, you know, being specific what about... What does a wellness thing mean? Thank you, Bradley. Okay. Yeah, you keyed right in on the question mark. Right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm so excited, you guys. I have a talent. I am the McDonald's Oracle. Oh. Call and tell me what the main part of your order is, and I'll tell you all about yourself. 651 641 